Good evening. Thank you right over here. That's great. Man, I'm so excited to be back. I feel like I've been gone forever, but I've been here. Brett just would never let me talk all summer long, and so I appreciate Brett giving me the opportunity to come back up and be a part of live with you guys. Um, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> you like bad news? I kind of do too. It's weird. I'm with you. It's like, cool. What's up? School starts for some of you next week. Yeah. I guess that's good news. I don't know what just happened. Um, you're like, well, I'm homeschooled. I've been going to school since I was one. Awesome. Um, great. Or maybe you're like, I go to Cyprus and my school starts in September. Uh, or maybe you, uh, you don't go to school because you don't. Great. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry school starts. But I'm kind of excited because when school starts, that means, that means really one thing for me. Football season. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And okay, volleyball season as well. And, uh, all, all, <laughs> and I guess there's some other sports. Cheerleader season has been going on. Hey, whoa, hold on. That's you booed because you're a cheerleader and you're tired. I got it. Uh, band season is a... How many people in the band? How many people... The band is cheering for the band. But seriously, we know what, uh, what we're about here in the great state of Katy is football. So I won't, I won't say my thoughts or opinions or the color I bleed. I won't talk about any of that. But... Right now, the Texans are playing. It's, 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 <laughs> he wears his jersey. It's preseason, but I'm a fan, okay, of the Texans. And I'm, I don't know why I'm talking about football. I'm just excited. I really am. School's back in. I, I, I finished school, barely. And so I don't have to go back. I went to college and I graduated. Took me five and a half years, but I did it. And look at me now, all right? Look at me now. So there is hope in the hopeless. That's you tonight. That's biblical, I think. If you're a Cowboy fan, there's other churches for you. So, all right. <laughs> no, really, there are other churches for you. So, <laughs> I haven't been up here in a while, and I'm just, I don't know what to say, so I'm excited. Uh, next week is going to be incredible. We're in the middle. We're not in the middle. Next week we'll be in the middle. But tonight we're starting a series called Noise. And the goal of this series is this, is that you are able to hear from God. That's it. I want you to stop talking when I'm talking. Thank you. Or you're going to hear from me. And that's never good. And so I'm, the goal of this series is that you are going to be able to hear more clearly from God. That's the goal. And so tonight, man, we're going to talk a little bit about it in ways that what I do to be able to do that. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the noise that the culture has created and their thoughts and opinions on police officers. 
and the noise surrounding that. Next week, we are going to be um, coming face-to-face with the culture. We did an interview with some police officer friends of mine. We had some students interviewing the police officers, police officers interviewing the students. We had some real talk, and I'm going to show you that next week right here. It's going to be incredible. And so tonight, man, we're, we're starting the series called Noise, and I'm super pumped because I'm telling you right now, God has been talking for, 4, 000, for a very long time. There are many people that think that God was speaking to his people through dreams, through words, through bushes caught on fire, through a lot of different things. And then some people would say today, Christians would say today, that he doesn't speak anymore. And I'm telling you right now, he does. And so if you have a Bible, I want you to turn to John 10, 1 through 16. And as you're going there and you're getting there, I want to encourage you to be at Bible study this Sunday. It's going to be incredible. Evan Holbrook will be speaking in J-High. I will be speaking in high school. And we're going to be speaking on wisdom, which I don't know why Evan and I are speaking on that, but we are. And so come here, two dummies, speak on wisdom. It should be interesting. It's going to be a great Sunday as we get you guys prepared for school. John 10 is where we're going to hang out. In verse 1, it says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, this is Jesus, by the way. It's in red. And Jesus says, I, I just want to tell you, Pharisees. By the way, Pharisees are people that kind of walked around Jesus like, man, that guy is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks he's the Messiah, but he's a loser. Pharisees, not me. That's the Pharisees saying that about Jesus. And they just constantly would say stuff about him and constantly just kind of mock him and say stuff. And Jesus at times would get so ticked. And he's like, right here, very truly, I tell you. That's how, when you're mad at somebody, try that. Very truly, get out of my face. You'll be like, what? And they'll leave because they'll think you're psycho. And so this is Jesus right here telling the Pharisees, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate. Now, if you're in an argument, and <laughs> I don't know what the argument would be, but you're all of a sudden, you're like, I tell you, John, if anybody enters a sheep gate, the sheep gate, what is wrong with this guy? Been drinking again? What is wrong with you? Jesus, Pharise, to the Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep gate, uh, the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Excuse me? Sir, what are you talking about? And here's, just, I need to clear this up before we keep going about this whole communication thing and hearing from God and blah, blah, blah. Listen, something about me, I need, I need you to understand. I like to be responded to. I just do. Not really when I'm teaching. Yeah, even when I'm doing this teaching, preaching, talking thing. I really like it for my wife to respond to me. And she learned that early on in our marriage. For example, I would say things like, hey, those Texans, man, they're great. That was, it. that was the response. Nothing. I'm like, babe, the, hello? And she's like, I heard you. 
What do you want me to say? I want you to say, you're a, yes or yes. I agree. Amen, brother. Husband. Amazing bodied husband of mine. That's what I want to hear. Well, I don't, that's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing. That's, that was, that's what I want to hear. And so, and so I'll say things like, <laughs> no joke, like, man, the Rockets, they just traded and they got whoever. Jeremy Lin, back in the day. Stupid trade. And she'd be like, babe, we got Jeremy Lin. Nothing. So I had to sit her down. Look, look, babe, listen. I'm a man of this house. And when I say something, you need to respond to me. That didn't go too well, okay? It didn't go, don't do that. Don't try that, okay? Don't, it doesn't work always like that. But now I've noticed, for now, now that she's hearing this, it may not happen anymore, but now I've noticed that she does respond to everything. I'm like, man, these bagels, they're good. How about those Texans? I like them. Like if she always responds, it's, it's amazing. it works, and I'm so happy for that. It makes me happy. Also, what bothers me is when I text people, God is like, when I text people, and you're dumb enough to have a read receipt on there. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? I don't ever. I never got it. Liar. You're right, I am lying. <laughs> I text whoever, and you, are, you have a read receipt on there. It says read or read, however you want to read the word, read. And you don't respond. Oh, or you know this person, maybe it's you. You need Jesus. When, you, when, you, <laughs> when I, whoever, texts, or you text somebody and it says red and then you see the little three dots. By the way, I'm only talking to iPhone people, okay? Samsung, all the other, pff, I don't know what you are, okay? So, so on an iPhone, you get three dots that show up. They're like, la, 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 la. They're, they're typing. They're saying something back. And then you're like. <laughs> and it disappears and no words come up. You're a jerk, all right? Like that, you, you, that's not right, okay? You need to respond. I always respond and people think I'm mad because I don't know text punctuation. Like if I, if I say hi, period, you think I'm mad at you. And I'm just saying hi and the period showed up. Or hi, exclamation point, I'm not mad, I'm just hi. I don't know what I'm doing, okay? But the deal is, is that, man, we, we need to be better at responding to people, especially me, okay? I have issues. We need to respond. And the, the, the truth is, is that in relationships, if you want to have a great relationship period on earth, you need to communicate and respond to each other. And the same thing is true about God, is that for us to have a phenomenal relationship, we need to respond to him because he does respond to us. Never do we talk to him and he's just like, Red, I got it. Now, he may be, the dots may be there for a while from the Lord, if you have his number. It's just talking, okay? But he does respond. And right here we see Jesus telling us about sheep. By the way, we are the sheep in this story to the Pharisees, which is never good 
at all. And I want you to write this down. I, I just, this is so good. Write this down, tweet it, snap it, insta it, text it to the person that never responds to you. Hearing God is not something we do. It is who we are. Hearing God is not something we do. It is who we are as Christians. Let's go back to the sheep. Thank you, Jesus, for calling us stinky, stupid sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by any other means is a thief and a robber. The one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Thank you for that. If you come into my house through the back door, it's gonna be a bad day. Like if I don't know you're there and you're like, hey, hey, I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. You enter through my house, truly through the garage door. If you come to my front door, I'm, I'm, I'm like walking up the door like, I got this, babe. And my warrior dog who's like this big. <laughs> and I'm looking out the peephole like, I got it. It's Amazon. <laughs> but man, if you show up to someone's house, you come on the wrong side, you're, you're not supposed to be there. Jesus is saying, hey, normal people go through the front gate. They go through the front door. Verse three, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Check this out. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Here's what happened. The shepherd just got done sleeping. He put his sheep with the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper is watching the sheep that night. Shepherd shows up to get his sheep. Gatekeeper knows the shepherd's face. Oh, what's up? John, John, whoever John is, goes in. He calls his sheep. He just says, I don't know what he says. La, 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 la. And they're all like, ah and they come, and they follow him. The point is this, they know the voice of their shepherd. The shepherd that he's talking about is Jesus. Understand that. This isn't just some cute story of a shepherd and a sheep. Like, like for me, my call, this is so weird. I do it, if, if you're close to me, you know this. Mine is, yee, that's my deal. I do that, and Brett just looked at me like, Ugh. he was not listening, he was on his phone looking at Texan score. And I said, yay! He's like, I do that. My wife, I do it all the time. We'll be in the store. We're at HM, not that I shop there. I can't fit in their jeans. And so we're in there and she's shopping for our family. And I'm like, yay! 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 I'm like, people look at me like, what in the world's wrong with that guy? Looking for my wife. It's our call. They know the voice of the shepherd, okay? I can do that with my team. Yay! Meredith just looked up. See, she knew. That's the deal. That's my call. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that, but I did. It's because right here it says he calls his own sheep by name and they lead and he leads them out. Jesus knows your name. Understand that. But do you know his voice? When Jesus is speaking, when the Lord is speaking to us, do you even know his voice? Sheep. Verse four, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him 
because they know his voice. When you know the voice of the Lord, you don't want to go ahead of him. You want to follow him. The problem is, is that so many of us live our lives ahead of Jesus, trying to do our own thing, that we can never hear his voice because we're doing our own thing. Notice how it's worded. Those that follow him know his voice. Maybe you're like, man, I've never heard his voice. I don't even know when he's talking to me. Maybe because it's all about you right now. Maybe we need to get our life right and make it more about him and following him. Let's fast forward to verse 11. I am the good shepherd. This is in red. Jesus said it. I am the good shepherd. Telling the Pharisees I'm a good shepherd. That's me. And look at the next line. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus talking about dying for us. The saying, over my dead body comes from this, I think. Because what a shepherd would do is literally he would lay his body down for his sheep. He would, if, if a whatever was kind of a wolf or a something was coming for the sheep, he, the, the, that beast, that bad human, that thing would have to go through the shepherd before it got to the sheep over his dead body would that get to his sheep. The same thing Jesus is saying right here. I'm the good shepherd, by the way. I'm the good shepherd. And I lay my life down for my sheep. Jesus is saying, I'm gonna die for us. Verse 16, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and their shall be one flock and one shepherd. What he's saying right now is he's talking to a group of Jews, and he's talking about the Gentiles, whole big deal, whatever, people that haven't really decided to follow Jesus yet. What he is saying is they're going to, and they don't know me right now, but I promise you they're gonna know my voice and they're gonna follow me. And for some of you in the room, he's talking to you right now. You've never heard his voice, you've never decided to follow him, and after tonight, you're gonna be able to say, I now follow Jesus. I want to hear his voice. You are born, check this out. You are born again to be able to hear. When you accept Christ in your life, you are able to hear his voice. He speaks and we have the ability to hear from him. Here's the deal though, it's learned. My daughter Copeland, she is going to be one on August 30th, which is crazy, okay? And my whole family is celebrating her one-year-old birthday on August 30th, which is awesome. Like, I'm so excited for her. But we're forgetting about someone else's birthday, mine. It's August 27th, okay? So my birthday's already like, you're gone, you're old, 38, peace out, doesn't matter. But sweet Copeland, He's so cute. Like, I, I, I told my family in my front yard, like, everybody at Emerson, my other daughter's birthday party, I was like, hey. Because they're like, okay, well, Copeland's party, when is it? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. What about me? It doesn't matter. That was really what was told to me. So August 27th is my birthday. That was a plug for me. I like Starbucks. But my daughter would be one on August 30th. And the thing with Copeland is, is that she is learning 
to hear our voice and to know us. And what's so cool, again, I, we, we, we do some things in our family with noises, and we do a thing to, to Copeland, and we go, pss, pss. now don't be doing this around my kids, okay? I'll fight you, because it'll mess her up. But we go, pss, pss. and what she'll do is, pss. and I was gonna show a video, I had a video like that I took of this, but my son was running around naked, so I couldn't show it. <laughs> like, pss, pss. And they go, pss. Oh, all right, forget it. No nudity here at church. And so we do that to Copeland, pss, pss, and she looks up, she'll look up, she'll, she'll just do it, and it's so cute, and she's like always smiling, and she's so stinking happy. And now what happens is right now, she's in the nursery right now. I think she is. I hope she, she better be. And she's there, and what will happen is here in a little bit, my wife will go and pick her up. And normally on Sunday morning, it's crazy in there, like all oh, these crazy kids like crying and stinking up the joint. And Erica will go up to the door of the nursery and go, pss, pss, and through all the noise, through all the stink, through all the stuff going on, just a pss, pss. And then Erica will stretch her arms out and she'll be like, not Erica, but the baby will do this. Maybe Erica does this, I don't know. And then they bring Copeland to Erica and it's just awesome. Pss, pss. What's cool about that is this, is that it was learned. Is that Copeland didn't pop out of the womb all of a sudden like, pss, pss, she had no idea what that meant. But the deal is that she learned to trust us and she knows our voice. And she knows that it's a safe place. Hearing from the Lord is a learned process. So here's what I want you to work on. I want you to work on hearing from him. So that means this. That means that whenever you talk to God, you need to, you need to stop talking for a second. When, when, you're, when you're praying, you need to like maybe just pray in silence and don't say or think anything. I think too many times we call, you ever have somebody call you and they're like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't talk on the phone, but back in the day, we used to talk on the phone and people would call me like, blah, 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 this. Talk, 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 talk. I'm like, bro, take a breath. And they're like, all right, man, I gotta go. We do the same thing at times. To go, Lord, I need you. Help me. School's coming up. I haven't read the books of the summer. I got all this going on. It's sports. I got out. Ah, and you're just, you're just talking to God. And you're like, Lord, I, I don't know if I want to go live, but maybe I do. Protect me as I drive. Who is that guy? Lord, lift him up. He needs Jesus. Father, I just want you. And you're just talking and talking and talking. And Jesus never pray. Amen. Then you're like, boom, Instagram. Just pray. Picture. And then you move on. Step one, you want to hear from God? Stop talking. Listen. What I do, I will turn worship music on. I will at times have the, I do different stuff. I'll have the Bible open. I'll have worship music on. I actually was just doing it. And I will write down or I'll put in my phone what I think the Lord is telling me. I'll pray, I'll stop praying. Lord, speak to me. I will ask, say, God, speak to me. Tell me, what do I need to do? Talk to me. Now, again, I've never heard like, Michael, 
go to Sonic. The Lord has said that though. But I've never heard the Lord's voice and I would love to and he knows that. But I don't think, I know what I'd do with that. I don't know what I would do. So he ain't ready, I'm not ready. But I do know that I'm with him, I'm worshiping. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me that guides me and leads me. And I know that the steps I take and the words I say and the actions I do are the Lord speaking to me. And there was a moment when I was in student ministry and I went, I, I was, uh, I was kind of new in student ministry as a youth pastor and, and I was sitting in my office and, and, it, and it was pretty obvious praying and the Lord was like, you need to go to this school and you need to eat lunch with a kid. His name is Skippy. His real name is Jared. His name is Skippy. So I'm like, all right. He came to our church the night before, Wednesday night. And it was Thursday morning. And so I went to this lunch and I sat down. And I'd never been to that school before. And I sat down with Jared. And we're just talking. We're just talking. And, I, and, and the deal was we were having a, a, a little like retreat that weekend. So it was Thursday. We had a retreat the next day. And I'm like, man, you need to come to that retreat. And he's like, nah, man, I just, you know. I, and in that moment, seriously, God's like, tell him to eat the hot dog on the floor. No joke. You're like, that's really weird. I, I know. And I looked down, there's a hot dog on the floor. I said, if you eat that hot dog that's on the floor at your school cafeteria, I will, you'll, go, you'll go to the retreat for free. He's like, are you serious? He lit up. I was really like, yeah, Skippy, Jared, yeah, do it. I'm like, oh my, what is happening? So he eats the hot dog off the floor. Like we all would. Like a man. He goes to the retreat for free. Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. I remember it so well. I am teaching a message on an, on fire and how we need to have a fire for Jesus. And some of you don't have that fire. And I remember thinking, man, it was raining. This is real. It's raining outside. We had a fire going. This is real. I'm talking about an eternal fire. And I'm talking about, man, some of you need this fire. And I, we, we opened up this deal. We had a huge fire going, pouring down rain. The fire was still burning outside. The fire was still burning outside. That's a real life. It blew my mind. I don't, maybe someone cheated and did, I don't know what, but it was burning through the rain, and I said, there's some of you right now, the rain is coming, and you need Jesus, and you need to accept Jesus in your heart right now. And I did the whole invitation, and Jared stood up, and I was like, yes! And he stood up, not just your regular, like, stand up, he stood up, like, smiling so big, so huge, so awesome, and I'm thinking, the hot dog, God, you're good, God, you're good, it was the hot dog. Tuesday, I get a phone call after the retreat. Hey, Michael, I need you to come out to our farm. We can't find Jared. I walk out to the field where Jared is riding a four-wheeler. I found Jared. Jared, who just accepted Christ that Saturday night, had passed away underneath a four-wheeler because it flipped. I walked up on the scene, and I saw Jared, Skippy Goff. A few days later, I do his funeral. I still have the funeral notes. At his funeral, 12 people accepted Christ. 
I'm just a sheep listening to the shepherd. What is he trying to tell you? 